There's not a person in this room or watching us, listening to us, that has not lived the past week with the reminder that there is evil in this world. But there also is this to be said. God is in control. God is in control. You see, that tragedy that happened a week ago wasn't the first. It's happened before. And until he comes again, which he will do, he promised he will do that. Read the end of your Bible and you'll know all about it. Evil will be in this world. But evil doesn't win. Evil didn't win. You see, here's the thing. In that tiny Baptist church in Sutherland Springs, a week ago, right about this moment, there were souls that met Jesus face to face out of a horrible situation on earth, indescribably evil. But yet the grace, the saving grace of God, those folks are worshiping today alive and in fullness with Jesus and their Father in heaven. Amen. Amen. You see, here's the thing. The media doesn't get that. There have been some interesting, interesting attempts at interviews, and there have been a couple of them, but here's the two things that have confounded the media the most. Number one, so what about prayer? What's the big deal? What about prayer? It didn't work. And a response from one of those directly affected, directly affected with loss of family. That person said to that one asking the question, prayer is all we have. Wait, prayer is all we need. Amen? The other one asked the question, well, where's your God in this? How, how, how about what's, where's your faith? What's that done to your faith? This individual responded, our faith has grown and our faith is strong. Our God loves us. Our God is our Father. Amen. You see, in the midst of that horror, the world is trying to figure out what's going on with these strange people that say prayer is all they have and prayer is all they need, and our faith in God hasn't been diminished. It's been increased. You see, they speak those words because there is grace that has been dispensed into them and that many of you have felt that comes at a time when you don't think you can make it and everything on the outside says you probably shouldn't make it. But yet God's grace abounds. Where the need is great, much greater is grace. So the governor asked us to have this as a day of prayer, and I want to suggest that's a great thing. That's a wonderful thing to ask. But may I suggest to you that it's more than just a day of prayer? That we're instructed from his word to pray without ceasing. You see, here's the thing. 
that prayer needs to be in our lives, an active part of our life while we are here on this planet. Most of the time we can forget that until something bad happens. The truth is the message today is about remembering the good things God has done for us and to remember praying with a grateful heart. But I want to take this moment to do and to pray specifically for those not those that perished because they're alive. They're in heaven, folks. They're in heaven, and they wouldn't come back. But there are those left behind that know where they are, family, relatives. There's some that are still in hospitals around the city and around the county, folks that know folks that were there. I want to pray for God's grace. Lord, we thank you that we can come to the throne room of God in your Son's name, Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth, and we can ask you, send your Spirit, Holy Father. Send your Spirit, Abba Daddy. Send your Spirit to those that have been affected and are here on this planet still that have been affected by evil, by evil. Would you send your spirit to them right now as they meet right at this minute? Would you send to them the peace of the knowledge of the Savior and that there's a real place called heaven that many of their loved ones are now alive in? Father, would you heal those that are in those hospitals? Father, would you heal minds? Would you heal hearts as only you can do? It takes grace. It takes your grace, Father, to be able to do that because humanly we do not have that capacity to overcome that. But you are the overcomer. You are the Holy Spirit. You are the comforter. And we declare that this moment from this place to be covering that place, so close to home. Father, I even pray for the folks that just know about what happened and have read about what happened and have seen. Father, I pray that, Father, you would speak to them that they are not, they have not been forgotten and they do not need to walk in fear. Fill us with your spirit, Lord. Fill us with your spirit to trust and to believe and to know that you are in charge. And we can trust you with everything. We can trust you with everything. So we lift those to you, Father, that we've named. We lift those to you for your healing grace. And we pray it in your Son's name. Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth, amen. So where's your trust? There are a lot of people, a lot of men, a lot of women that are speaking about on this Sunday what happened last Sunday. And they're a whole lot smarter than me and a whole lot more eloquent than me. And so when I know that, I know I can go one place that says it perfectly. And that's in his word. You see, his word is life. His word is truth. And it wasn't written down just to be referred to once a week on a Sunday morning. 
It was written and it was left behind for us to go to so that we could remember those things which God has done for us that we're so quickly to forget. Not because we try to forget, but times move on and we forget. The scripture I want to read to you is out of Psalms 46. And it's probably going to be where we're going to camp most of, the, most of this time. I want to read the first verse to you. And listen and read it on the screens. Psalms 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble like these. Our refuge, what that means is in the language, means a place of trust. It's a place of trust. Who? God. Where is God? God's in heaven. God is in control. And God is where our trust is to be. He's also our strength. We can't do it on our own. So he knows that. So what does he do? He sends the Holy Spirit, the strengthener. I don't think I've ever said that like that. But he is. He's the strengthener for times when we can't do it ourselves. But his word says God is our refuge, a place of trust and strength. Always ready to help. Another word for that Holy Spirit, the helper. He knows we need help in times of trouble. So what then, because we know that, what can we think? Psalms 46.2 says it this way, so we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble and the waters surge. These are illustrations of in the natural domain, catastrophic things occurring. Volcanoes, earthquakes, hurricanes, you name it. Those types of things can come and they can hit and they can hit hard. Well, that can happen in a life. That can happen in what goes on health-wise. That can happen in a relationship, in a marriage or whatever. These types of things can occur, but we do not have to fear them because God is our refuge. No matter how horrible it is, no matter how horrible it is, we know God is our refuge and he will give us strength. So these things are going to happen. Why? Because evil is in the world. Evil will be destroyed. Jesus is coming back. And when he comes, there will then be another period of time occur, the great white throne judgment, where evil is destroyed once and for all. And that time will come, and it's coming. And God says, do not be afraid. Listen, you cannot legislate evil out of this world. That's a bunch of baloney. If that worked, why do we still have so much trouble? And, and the person that says to you, we just need to say to ourselves, no more guns, no more war, no more murder, no more, how in a fact are you going to stop that? Here's the thing. This isn't a political battle. This is a spiritual battle between good and evil. And evil does not win. The world, 
The world, the media does not understand that. They keep trying to look for a reason to explain why it happened. Look for something to blame for. They don't want to say there's evil in this world. Why? I'm not going to say because they're part of it. But here's the thing. Evil is in this world, but it loses. Those lives were not lost. Those lives were transferred into heaven. They are not lost. They are alive because he is alive. He is alive. He is real. He promises and he delivers. So I'm not saying, and so help me, don't say I said this because I'll deny it. I am not saying don't participate in the process of the political. Don't, don't do vote. But do me a favor, pray first, then vote. Don't vote and then hope you got it right. But you need to know, I'm telling you, this is his, you cannot legislate evil out of a body that was born with it. Only Jesus got rid of that evil that exists within you. When he forgave you for your sin. You see, here's the thing. We are born with a sin nature. I don't know how I'm going on this, but I'm going to. We are born with a sin nature. And except for the blood of Jesus washing us, except for the blood of Jesus cleansing us, and except for us accepting what he did for us on that cross, freely gave his life, sin rules us. Sorry about that. If you don't know Jesus, let me tell you something. There used to be this thing we did called who's on your throne room or your heart. You are Jesus. If it's you, I'm praying for you, brother or sister, that you'll come to hear Jesus calling you, knowing that he died for your sin so that you could have eternal life. He is our refuge, yes. He is our protector, yes. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our Savior. And that, that is the overcomer of evil. So the Scripture goes on to say, a river, that reference to God's love, brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. You see, here's the thing. There's nobody greater than God. There's not a politician. There's not a party. Got to be careful. We got to keep our 501c3. There's no, no legal person above God. So don't look to them. Look to God. Pray to God. Believe God. Trust God. And know that God loves us. Psalms 46, 6 says it this way, and you can say any country, anywhere. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice, he can, it thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us, meaning with us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Psalm 46, 9. He, meaning him, God our Father. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. 
He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shield with fire. In other words, God only has to, he doesn't have to, he just has to do however, I don't know how God thinks, but what he does, it just has to be God and it's over and the enemy's gone. Do you hear what I'm saying? The power of God is unlimited. Infinite means no beginning and no end. There is no end to God's power. Psalm 46.10, and this can be quoted two different ways and used two different ways. Be still and know that I am God. We've heard that, but what this also means is God can just say, sit down and stop it. You're done. And there is coming a day when that exact thing is going to happen. You can't stop it. Uh, it's guaranteed it's going to happen because it's in his word. And that's all it's going to take. He'll just say, that's it. You're done. And evil is gone. That day is coming, folks. That day is coming. I will be honored by every nation. You know, it doesn't say, oh, some of them are going to get it. No, every one of them is going to get it. I will be honored throughout the world. Not some of the world. No, all of the world. And nothing can stop him from doing what he wants to do. Because God has a plan. Whether we understand it or it's not really the issue. It isn't a matter of, as one person said, oh, I just can't wrap my brain around what happened. Of course you can't because you're not God. But God knows exactly what he's doing. And God is a God of love because God gave them a place to go when they died. When they left this planet, he gave them. Do we understand all the way God works? I'm going to say this one more time. No, we're not God, and neither is the media. Yet they love to pretend to know what's going on. Only he knows. And you know what he said? He said, I'll leave you, I'll leave you a word. If you want to read something, give up on, I'm not saying cancel your subscription, any paper or anything, but you know what? What are you reading more? I'm just going to ask, what are you reading more? Where, where do you get hope from? Ha, reading the newspaper and watching the news? Uh-uh. No, see, their business is about the negative side of what's going on. Here's where you need to be getting what the news is and what's going to happen and what's going on is right here in God's Word. It says so right in 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. He didn't leave that behind by accident. He left that behind so we can read that and we can know what? We can trust God. This is a trust issue, folks. And this is an issue that goes to our faith. You listen to those folks who were directly affected by that, and they say, no, our faith is even greater. Now, you can't explain that in the natural. But yet with, with not tear, with, with just confidence. And that is because their trust is in God. And that's where our trust needs to be as well. Gratitude. Here's the thing about gratitude and want. A lot of times our gratitude is based upon us getting what we want. And we, we wouldn't say we want 
that, that anything has happened, going back all the way to Columbine and the church in the Carolinas and colleges. Nobody want, would want. But, but that can also apply to our own lives. You see, we can quickly go to the negative and we can quickly go to that which we do not have or something that is so horrible we cannot comprehend what's going on. And you know what we'll get? The, that's the enemy. That's, that's evil trying to do this. Get in between you and your God so that you'll forget with gratitude what he has done for you. Evil wants to come between you and God, and he uses want to drive the wedge. So that instead of being able to say, I am thankful for God, what you have done, no, it's, gee, God, if you did this, gave me what I want, you'd really be a good guy, God. That isn't the way it works. There's, there's a reason, he says, trust him with everything. He knows that not just because I'm old, but it happens to be all of us have this nature in us. That we can go and we can have God do something wonderful, miraculous for us, where we have seen God actually come through for us in a way that we knew it was him. And then we walk down the road a few weeks, and something else happens. And I don't know about y'all, but me, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I can panic again and forget all about what God's done here, 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 here. No, this one thing over here, because why? The enemy knows that if it can come in between me and remembering with gratitude what he's done helps me with my faith to look to the future and know that same God that did it here is the God that's going to do it here. And that's the truth for you as well. It may be a physical condition. It could be a marriage. It could be a job. It could be anything. You know, Pastor Walker's been preaching on this, trust me, for these last few weeks. Who do you think me is? You know who it is. It's God. But the enemy wants to come in with an event like this. And if he can plant the seed of doubt in your faith, and you don't recognize, and you don't say, Father in heaven, help me remove that seed. Help me to remember what you have done for me in the past. So that what? I'll feel better? No, so that your faith will grow and your faith will be strong because he is your refuge and you can trust him. You can trust him. Philippians 4, 6. Boy, this gets read a lot. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and then thank him for all that he what? Has done. Okay, let me read that. I don't think you got it. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Okay? Anything is an absolute. In other words, don't let nothing bother you. Don't let nothing scare you. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Don't let your thoughts kill you. Don't let your thoughts kill you. Don't let your thoughts take away your strength. Whose strength? His strength. 
It says right here, tell him what you need and thank him for all that he has done. In other words, remember this, this, that, this, that, this, that, so that you can thank him now right where you are, whatever situation that is, you can say, thank you, Father. I trust you. You don't have to get fancy. You don't have to say you're my, you say, look, God, I trust you. You got it. Because he does. Psalms 9-1 says this. And we just finished doing this, and hopefully we did it this way. I will praise you, O Lord, with the whole of my heart. That's a lot. That's not just a part of me. That's the whole of my heart. That's basically the intensity of the gratitude where it ought to be. It ought to be with everything that I have. I thank you and I praise your name. I will show forth, meaning recount and tell a lie. You know what I mean? Tell, tell aloud, not a lie. Don't do a lie. Tell aloud. That's called a testimony. I will show forth, recount and tell aloud all your marvelous works and wonderful deeds. Wonderful deeds that can just take your breath away. Don't forget. Don't let your mind, don't let your want remove you from what God's done and remove you from trust that he is in control of everything and you can trust him. Romans 12, 2. Let me tell you what's easy to do wrong. <laughs> this is easy to do wrong. Because why? Because everything in the world is telling you to do this. If you don't think so, just watch TV, get on the Internet, go anywhere you want to. Look at any newspaper. I think they still make newspapers. Go and look at a newspaper. Romans 12, 2 says this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, this world meaning where we are right now. But let God, God in heaven, transform you into what? A new person by changing the way you think. So here's the deal. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, but it ain't working. Listen, you trust God, you ask God, and you watch what he will do. But don't try to copy the world. Listen, if the world becomes your want, then you're going to be miserable. And I'm going to tell you, you go look on MSN right now, and you look at the 32 major athletes who've had hundreds of millions of dollars paid to them that are flat broke today. Money, as the song goes by this, it dates me, but money can't buy you love. It can't buy you love. Money cannot buy you happiness. Some of the most miserable people on earth are people who have all the money in, that you can imagine. Have you ever thought about this? If you have all the money that you can buy anything you want, then nothing in this, nothing has value anymore. Think about it. But where's your want? <laughs> you see, our want ought to be that way directed. And not this flesh part that the world says, you know what? If you'll get this, this will make you happy. If you had this, you'd be happy. You need this, and you'll be happy. Listen, do yourself a favor and go by God's Word. It's been around a whole lot longer than the Internet, and it'll be here a whole lot much past the Internet. 
Don't try to be what you see here. Set your mind on what he wants you to be. Romans 12, 2 says it this way. Because this is really what we want. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. In other words, you know what God's will is? That's the ultimate desire. God, your will be done. We'll pray that. Do we mean that? On earth as it is in heaven, do we mean that? Philippians 4.8, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. And pure, what are you thinking about? And lovely, what are you thinking about? And admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. In other words, remember what he has done for you. Remember where he has rescued you. You know what? You can say, I ain't got nothing to be grateful for. If you know Jesus, you always have one thing to be grateful for, and that's Jesus. Savior of your soul, paid your debt, gave his life so that when you draw your last breath, you have eternal life with him. You always have someone to be grateful for, and his name is Jesus. Isaiah 26.3, jumping back to the Old Testament, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and whose thoughts are fixed on you. You see, what, what's going on inside your mind is going to come out in your life. If you have a heart of gratitude for the things that God has done for you and you're facing a situation where you're really scared, you're really not real happy, you really don't know what's going to happen next. You remember where you have seen God do what God does you go to his word, see what it says, and you know what? We're not supposed to have any fear about walking into tomorrow because our God is with us. He promises he'll never leave us, and he promises he'll never forsake us. So where are we to be thinking about today? Where do we be thinking about him? Where do we get our encouragement? From his word. And you know what? You can be an encouragement by your testimony of what God's done in your life and what he's done for you. You see, the thing about God is he's God and God alone. We're going to do a song to close, and then I'm going to pray, and then we're going to ask our prayer partners to come forward. But God is God, and he's God alone. The words to this song written by Billy Foote are wonderful because it says in the phrase, and you'll see it as it comes up, you are God alone in the good times and the bad. You are on your throne. You are God alone. You need to know that God is in control because his word says so. You know that you can trust God. Whatever's going on, Whatever disaster is going on in your life right now, you can trust him. Instead of thinking about what I don't have, let's think about what we do have with gratitude for what he's done for us. 
The other thing is, you know what? There's another thing you can thank him for, and I say this a lot. You can thank him for what didn't happen to you that you have no idea about. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. You can thank him for things that did not happen to you that you know nothing about. Yes, you can. Because he's there. He's in front of you, behind you, on top of you, under you, this side and that side. You don't get away from him. It's in the form of his spirit. He sent his spirit to earth out of love for us. He sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross because of love for us. Not because he's mad at us, because he, no, because he knew we needed a savior. Because why? There was a bad decision made way back when that brought evil into this world. And evil will someday cease to exist when he returns. But until that time, we take our refuge, we put our trust in God and God alone. Sing this song. Worship with us in this song as Rick leads us. And then I'll come back and we'll pray and we'll dismiss. Rick. Sing along with this. You are not a God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal right. man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your That's plan. That's just the way it is.
unshakable. He's unstoppable. That's what you are. You're unchangeable. He's never changed. His cannot be shaken. Unstoppable. That's who you are. God, we come to you. We come to you worshiping you. We worship you, Abba Father. Lord, our trust is in you and you alone. We thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, who you sent to give his life on a cross, to shed his blood for our sin that we might have eternal life. We thank you, Father, that you have a plan. You know, you know the beginning from the end. You are infinite. And Father, we trust you. Father, help us with our faith. Help us to trust you, Father. Send your spirit, Father, to fill us with your love. Fill us with trust. Fill us to remember. Fill us with faith, Father. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, you left your word behind that is life to us. I pray, Father, over each and every one of these that is in this room and are watching online. Father, I pray whatever the situation may be that is causing them to shake, that is causing them to wonder, that is causing them to doubt, that is causing their faith to be shaken. I pray, Father Jesus, by the Spirit, fill them, Father, with strength and power and knowledge of your love for them, Father. Let them know, Abba, Father, Abba, Daddy, that we can say to you in heaven, Father, send your comforter, send your healer, send your peace. Send your love. Lord, we thank you for this day. I pray protection, Father, by your spirit over these as they leave, as they go to work this week, whatever they do, Lord. Thank you, Father, you say, you're never going to leave us, and you're never going to forsake us. And we thank you for that promise. In Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth's name, we pray. Amen.